BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Football 24-7 across the Jacob Media YouTube channel. With NFL insider John McMullen, all presented by Stateside Vodka. Go to statesidevodka.com, use the keyword Jacob, and get 15% off of a one-liter bottle. They'll deliver right to your door if you're in Pennsylvania. That's statesidevodka.com. We transition into Thursday night. We're live on location at Screwballs uh, in King of Prussia. Uh, which is where I am, John McMullen, sitting in his studio after a day of work uh, down in South Philadelphia. Preparation, John, begins now uh, as the week rolls on, the team starts to get ready. Even head coach Nick Sirianni got caught up in the beat Dallas uh, with the display of a T-shirt at the press conference. Welcome in, my friend. How are you? Yeah, doing well, Krause. Yeah, Nick is... uh... The T-shirts are starting to become a thing. Yes, they are. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he showed up with Beat Dallas today, had uh, T-shirts for every member of the Eagles in their lockers today that said Beat Dallas. And, obviously, big rivalry week. People have talked about maybe not the juice there has been in the past for this rivalry because, let's be honest, the Cowboys have been pretty mediocre now for a good period of time. But, Still a big rivalry around here, no question about it. Today, I would imagine Johnny Mac is the first official um, participation or non-participation report. Uh, Did that come out today? Yeah. So today was uh, injury report, typically Wednesday. Obviously, everything is uh, pushed back. Uh, a day because of, of the Monday night game. And uh, that injury report came out, had a couple illnesses, a couple resting players. Uh, the guys who didn't practice were Fletcher Cox. He's a little bit under the weather, but it was more rest than anything else. Jason Kelsey has a, a, a bit of a foot issue, uh, but they called his absence more more rest than anything else. 
Hassan Ridgeway was out with an illness. Davion Taylor was out with his calf injury, re-injured, um, aggravated it against the 49ers. So he might be out again Monday night. We'll see how that progresses over the next two games. And then a limited fashion, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside has an ankle injury. Uh, he had that before, was able to play at least a little bit against the 49ers, so you would think uh, he's going to be on, uh, on track to play. Miles Sanders with a chest injury was limited. Uh, and Rodney McLeod, of course, as he continues his rehab uh, from his ATL a- ACL tear from last season, um, he's still limited, so he's not a full participation in practice just yet. Any update, Johnny Mack, on Zach Ertz? I know he's in the COVID protocol, um, and we talked about it a little bit yesterday. I'm not exactly sure how it works in terms of when the team actually administers those uh, tests for a negative result so he can get out of protocol and potentially uh, list it into the 53-man roster. Any update from that? No, I mean, the the COVID protocol is very similar to the concussion protocol in that the league and and teams can't give out information, can't give out specifics of what is going on with those particular players. Um, Just from uh, the nature of of the illness, um, the only way you're going to get cleared in in a week is if – um, you, you are vaccinated, number one, and we do know Zach is vaccinated. So that's positive, uh, part for him being able to play. Number two, you have to be asymptomatic. Uh, we do not know if that is the case or not. And number three, you have to pass two tests that are at least 24 hours apart, um, and be COVID clear to be cleared to play in the game. So, Still a possibility, <clears throat> still early enough for it to happen. But again, a lot of things have to go right. As I said, you know, could be sniffles, could be a, a stuffy nose. If you have any kind of symptoms, it's probably you're not going to play that week. Um, we just have to wait and see. Let's play it out a little bit, Johnny Mac. For Let's assume for a moment that he does not get clearance to play on Monday night. Play that out for me. Well, I think you'll just see a lot more 11 personnel, a lot more three receivers on the field. And that's what you saw against the 49ers for a different reason. Zach was healthy, able to play. Eagles only used, I think, excuse me, 12 personnel, two tight ends together, 10 plays, maybe somewhere in that range. Uh, So they were way down. It was clear they were trying to take advantage of the 49ers cornerback situation. Remember that the 49ers' two starting corners were out uh, injury-wise, so they thought they could take advantage of those cornerbacks. Didn't work out the way they had hoped. They did get a few deep balls, obviously. The one that worked to Quez Watkins, they weren't able to cash in, though. The one that should have worked to Jalen Rager, but he stepped out of bounds. So they didn't cash in on either, uh, to be honest. Uh, But that was their game plan. That was their thought process. That's why they played more 11 personnel than they typically do 
in this instance, if Zach Ertz isn't there, they'll do it out of a necessity, uh, play more three wide receiver sets because Quez Watkins is probably a better option as the third receiver than Jack Stoll is as the second tight end. Football 24-7 with NFL insider John McMullen across the Jacob Media YouTube channel. We're live, of course, tonight, or rather I am live at Screwballs in King of Prussia a little bit later on. We'll be broadcasting to you live. It's our Thursday night countdown to kickoff every Thursday night. If you're from the Philadelphia region, join us at Screwballs in King of Prussia. It's our home for the entire season and there are a lot of great experiences and a lot of great memories uh, to be made uh, every time we show up, Johnny Mac, uh, at Screwballs. I often wish that I could get you across the bridge uh, and over to the broadcast, but by the time you made it uh, in the KOP, we would be wrapped for the night. But looking <laughs> yeah. forward uh, to a live broadcast tonight, all that coming up a little bit later on right here uh, on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Back to work for the coaches back to work for uh, Jalen Hurts uh, and the offense. Uh, the questions now starting to shape and starting to come in. Uh, the first one being Landon Dickerson, Johnny Mack. He will make his first official start uh, at next to Lane Johnson at right guard. Yeah, he, he will. And I asked Nick that question um, at his press conference today. Uh, because Landon and Landon then spoke a little bit later in the day, um, virtually after practice, um, he didn't play well in his first outing uh, against San Francisco. Uh, he didn't hide from it. Uh, admitted he has to play better. It was a difficult circumstance. He had just returned to practice that week. Had been out really since December nineteenth. Uh, when he tore his ACL while he was still at Alabama. Um, so it was a really difficult spot for him to come in cold at, at the right guard position. And really, he had spent last season playing center at Alabama. So you throw that into it as well. Um, the Eagles think he'll be much better with a week to prepare as the starter. Uh, so he'll be working with the first team. Uh, he'll be working with Lane Johnson all week on those combination blocks and things like that. Uh, Jason Kelsey, as I mentioned, was out today, but he'll get some work with Jason Kelsey uh, later in the week, starting most likely tomorrow uh, and certainly some on Saturday. Um, so he should be at least uh, more ready to play than just sort of getting thrown in cold after the injury to Brandon Brooks. Johnny Mack, is it the right decision for Landon to be starting his first game? And I'm not, and nothing against Landon. Is that the right decision, do you think? Yeah, I mean, this is a talented player. And I think that's where the Eagles are because they do have Nate Herbig. And I brought up Nate to Nick Sirianni. And Nate played a lot of football last year, forced into it because of injuries, and he persevered and he played pretty well at times. Um, they could play it cautious and use Nate Herbig, uh, but they're really excited about the upside, the ceiling uh, of, of, of what Landon Dickerson offers. He's just um, a, a much uh, better athlete, 
much bigger player, much stronger, and the projection is just uh, much higher than somebody like Nate Herbig. So they have him. They drafted him in the second round. He's healthy. He's been cleared. It's one of those things where you sort of have to put him out there. And there's going to be some growing pains, but the Eagles want him out there. They want they want somebody with that kind of talent on the football field. This is an offense um, in progress. This is an offense that is has a quarterback that's getting acclimated to being a starter, has a first-round draft pick, two first-round draft picks back-to-back uh, that are trying to get acclimated. Um, and they find themselves, I guess – maturing or growing with each passing game. And I say that because perhaps our expectations should not be as high as they were going into the home opener last week. Maybe we should be a little bit more relaxed about the offense. Well, I think you should be. I mean, it depends, I guess, on what your expectations were. I've said it pretty consistently. If you thought there weren't going to be hiccups with a rookie head coach, with a young starting quarterback, this will be start number seven in Jalen Hurts' career. On top of that, you have a rookie receiver who's your wide receiver one. He's your number one guy. He's a rookie. Uh, Your other two receivers are second-year players. One of them barely played as a rookie, Quez Watkins. The other uh, had a bad rookie season. Injuries played into it. Um, So if you thought everything was going to be perfect or you were going to have your peaches and cream and there were going to be no issues, you probably weren't telling yourself the truth. I I mean – Look, I mean, Tom Brady has bad games. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has bad games. Week one of this season was one of Aaron Rodgers' worst. Everybody has bad games in the NFL, no matter how good you are. Certainly young players are going to be a little bit more uneven from week to week, and I think you've already seen that. You saw some of the good week one. You saw some of the bad week two. The one disconnect that I had, Johnny Mack, from our conversation uh, last night, and I was trying to think about Jalen Hurts' career at Alabama uh, and then thinking about his senior year at Oklahoma. And I kind of remember that he was able to throw the ball down the field um, with some pretty good consistency, or at least he had the arm to get it down there. So – I was kind of processing that after we talked about it last night where, um, you know, the coaches did not have the um, did not have the confidence uh, to call plays for him to shoot the ball down the field. Well, I think they did. I think they called, if anything, they probably called too many shot plays against the 49ers. Again, they were trying to take advantage of uh, the 49ers' weakness and the fact that they were down to their third and fourth corners and fifth corners. Um, and they, I think they sort of overemphasized that, if anything. Uh, it was deep shot, deep shot, deep shot. Um, week one, it was everything underneath. Uh, and so it was these two extremes. I talked about it. Week one, Jalen Hurts was dead last in air yardage, meaning 
every time he attempted to throw, it was the least amount of, of, of actual yardage in the air of any starting NFL quarterback. In week two, he went from 32 to number one. He had more air yards than any other quarterback in the NFL. It's got to be a happy medium there. I got to point to the head coach, the play caller there. There's too, too many extremes, uh, and we're only through two games, and you want to see a comfortable middle ground. And I also asked Nick Sirianni today about not throwing the football in the middle of the field. They're fighting against that one, Krause. They're they're fighting. Everybody's fighting that. They say that's what the defense has given them. I don't know. You look at other quarterbacks' passing charts, everybody throws the football in the middle of the field every week. Football Bottom line. Football 24-7 with NFL insider John McMullen across the Jacob Media YouTube channel, all presented by Stateside Vodka. Remember, go to statesidevodka.com. Use that keyword, Jacob, save 15% on a one-liter bottle. We're live, of course, or I'm live, rather, uh, at Screwballs in King of Prussia. Uh, great countdown to kickoff show. It is Dallas week. Johnny Mac, you'll know it. You've got to believe that somebody here uh, at Screwballs you might see down in Arlington uh, on uh, Monday night. Uh, we'll have a raucous crowd here uh, tonight for uh, our countdown to kickoff. Well, there's plenty of seats they can get in. I yeah. can tell you, when there's 100,000 seats, you can find a way into the stadium. I can tell you that. Yeah, that is, that is the truth, and we'll figure out how to get you uh, to uh, Arlington. Uh, defensive side of the football, of course, BG uh, uh, out and uh, done. Uh, Fletcher not practicing today. Nothing to worry about there, I assume. Uh, the defense is what the defense is right now, and that is a good defense. Uh, against an offense that potentially can score uh, a lot of points. How do you see that matching up? Yeah, it's interesting because the Cowboys defense, you know, a lot of people say, well, the Eagles aren't taking the football away. They haven't created any turnovers, which is um, certainly a little bit strange considering how successful they've been defensively. Again, a very small sample size. But I said, if you're going to give me the option, I said this on Birds 365 this morning, if you're going to give me the option of having a top five scoring defense, a top five total defense, a top five passing defense, a top five third down defense versus a team that creates turnovers, I'm going to take the top five defense. Now, I'd like to have both, but it's interesting because – Here's a perfect example. The Dallas Cowboys have turned the football over. Trevon Diggs, another Alabama player. So Xander Krause is going to be happy about that. Is turning into a very good player, a, a playmaker for the Cowboys. They're taking the football away, but the defense as a whole has not been great. Uh, what would you rather have? I'd rather have the Eagles defense, at least through two games. They're giving up, um, you know, 11 and a half points a game. Uh, which is pretty darn good. Now, I don't expect that to continue when the the opposition is Dallas and their explosiveness and, and then Kansas City's around the corner and then Tampa Bay in a couple of weeks after that. Um, some of those teams are going to score some points. It's not going to look quite that good. And you hope the Eagles will start turning the football over. Jonathan Gannon said, 
He's not concerned. They'll come, and we'll see. But overall, that defense has been pretty good through two weeks. If the defense holds up Johnny Mac, uh, it'll take a lot of pressure off of the offense uh, to get into a shoot get into a shootout uh, with that Cowboy offense. So that might be, or that should be, or should play in the favor uh, of. Sirianni and his desire to play from the lead. Yeah, you know, on, on one hand, I'd like to see a shootout to see what Nick Sirianni would do because I continue to say you got to take the the training wheels, the, the shrink wrap, whatever you want to call it, off Jalen Hurts. And if you're giving up 35 points, well, you got to go score 36, and you almost have to do that. Let him throw the football in the middle of the field. See what he can do. Um, see if he can make these intermediate sort of gas throws down the middle of the field that can move the chains. On one hand, I want to see that. Uh, see if he can do that. Um, I think we have to see it at some point. Why not in Dallas against the Cowboys? You figure the Cowboys are going to score some points, but then again, Amari Cooper's banged up. Uh, Michael Gallup is out. Uh, so if if Amari Cooper can't play, you're down to really C.D. Lamb when you talk about their three big three receivers. They still have Dak Prescott, a quarterback. They still have Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. Um, they have the good offensive line, although Lael Collins is out. He's out with a suspension. Um I want to see Dallas score some points because I want to see if the Eagles can can match them. Bottom line. Good stuff from John McMullen here on Football 24-7 across the Jacob Media YouTube channel, all presented by Stateside Vodka. Again, go to statesidevodka.com. Use that key phrase, Jacob, get 15% off a one-liter bottle. If you're from the Philadelphia region, get out to King of Prussia tonight. I'm live at Screwballs, our uh, kick countdown to kickoff show gets underway uh, somewhere between 6.15 and 6.30. You'll see it live on the Jacob Media uh, YouTube channel. We'll have a full house here tonight, Johnny Mac. It is Dallas week. Uh, there's already a vibe in the building. Uh, so we look forward uh, to uh, what should be or what we hope is a great game uh, on Monday night. Good stuff, Johnny Mac. Appreciate it, brother. Thanks, Krause. All right, good stuff from NFL insider John McMullen. We'll see you tonight on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Until next time, good night, everybody. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.